Hello, ladies and gentlemen. In this very special episode, we will be talking about how you can step into the version that you prefer to live. There are aspects of you that are still in the three-dimensional basic version, kind of like 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 mainstream type B, you know, like WAP type B. You yeah. Know what I mean? Stop being <laughs> more Yeah, basically. Basically, yes. Yeah. So here we're going to be talking about what do you need to be doing? How do, you, how do you need to be thinking in order to actually, like, actually be the Shift version? Your behavior. Yeah. Yeah, change your behavior to be the, the person that you want to be. Mm embody your most authentic self you guys are gonna enjoy this episode oh i'm already excited bro this episode is gonna be fine welcome to the better man podcast with ivan and suman man i got a quick announcement guys i got a, a song coming out it's called 5d anthem it was very much a key style like key style is basically like a freestyle but you write it down and then it just became ended up becoming a song and it just, it, it happened very fluidly because, you know, this guy, this uh, producer, music producer, you know, shot me a message and he's like, hey, do you want this option on my beat? You know, I want more, um, you know, eyes on my music and I like what you're doing. And so I was just like, yeah, this is a call to action. I haven't made, I haven't recorded music in a month or so. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what's up. You gotta go for those. You gotta get this. What's up? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta step, go for those. You gotta moments. step into yeah. your joy. Yeah, you have to step into the things that that you really like and really enjoy. You know. Yeah. Something that I've I've done before, and I I'm I so I'm reading levels of energy again because I believe um I just pick like a handful of books and read them over and over again. You know. Yeah. And. For real. For real, for real. <laughs> Especially if you, like, I, I read books that I want to be like the people, the authors who are writing them, you know? And so if you, yeah, like, mm. if you like Frederick Dodson's, you know, you should watch him on interviews. He's a pretty cool guy, actually. He's, he, he's really he's, chill. He's, he's really chill. Yeah, he's chill. He's, like, laid You wouldn't back, expect yeah. it, though. I didn't expect him to be, like, the way that he yeah. is. Yeah, true. <laughs> I expected him to be kind of like a Carl Jung type of character, you know what I mean? <laughs> or something like that. Or like, uh, like kind of abstract. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know, <laughs> an Alan Watts type beat. <laughs> there actually is an Alan Watts type beat, by the way. There's something called um, Meaning Wave. Have you heard of this? <laughs> my mic keeps going on and off. I keep getting enlightened and then into the darkness again. <laughs> so basically um what i was reading was was he said like like throw away your to-do list mm -hmm. right and he said forget about all that stuff man forget about don't 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 dire don't don't have a diary don't journal right he said this stuff is like it's like so so he said do the intentions as well like writing down intentions every day is like is like aligning your boat in the direction of where you're trying to reach right mm -hmm. but he said that 
no matter what, you know, like he said, you're on your life, you're on life, right? And life is the stream of life, right? So you're on a boat and on this boat, you're given paddles. He calls them oars, right? And to, if you take your paddles and still facing the stream, you paddle faster to get there faster, you're still going to get, you're, no matter what, you're still going to get to the destination that you were going mm -hmm. to get to. Even if you paddled faster, you, even if you paddle, if you like try to slow down, you're still going to get yeah. to the same destination. Yeah, I love that. I, I think one of the things he said in an interview, which is so powerful, and I want to talk about this as well, because a lot of people mention conventional wisdom, but they don't like sort of back it up by what they mean or whatever. You're talking about success being in your heart already, like feeling success, not as this thing to get to, but like a frequency mm -hmm. and just something to live from, like from your heart. And I love that analogy because it's like we always chase success or we always think of, oh, my past success. Right. But we never really just truly embody and feel it. Like, what does it feel like yeah. to be successful? Right. And that Yeah. Dude. So like last night I was like, fuck, I want to fuck right now. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, wait, no, I don't want to fuck. I just want the feeling of fucking. I just want to be successful. <laughs> you so, heard that song? Yeah. yeah. The feeling of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just want yeah, I know what you mean. feeling, right? And essentially, we have to acknowledge that we mm. just want the feeling we're aiming for a feeling right yeah so instead i found the feeling within right i found that i connected to my sacral chakra and how like <laughs> sensitive it is you know you can feel like this stream of like electricity moving through you right and mm. it feels very nice yeah like it feels very pleasurable you know does for sure and then i fell asleep I just, I don't even remember falling asleep. I just remember, I remember waking up and being like, oh, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I've been doing this thing called um, Holosync. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like an app on the phone where it's like binaural um, meditation for like 30 minutes. Oh, I and think I've heard of them. I think I, I think I did the free trial. They're good. They're really good. Yeah, they're good. I'm doing the one for weight loss. It's really good, actually. It's, it's very powerful. And I just sort of drift away into this different place whenever I do it. So I, I'm really enjoying that. But yeah, I, I wanted to talk today a little bit about like this whole basic thing, like this trend of like, you know, people just going by whatever is the norm, you know, normies, we could call them. <laughs> um, or just really basic people, you know, just going by mainstream culture and just following the pack in a sense. I've noticed it on dating profiles, you know, I like movies, I like sleep, I'm a foodie. Like who isn't, you know what I mean? Like who doesn't like food? Like, come on now, you know? <laughs> I guess uh, certain people don't. don't I don't like, like food, I only consume but... as fuel for my body. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, basic people, I don't like you, all right? But I like you anyway. I don't like you, but I love you, okay? You know, just so you know. 
um so that i've been learning you know because there's like a lot of so it's like like let's just say i come around um my family right and and their friends my family and their friends they're my friends too you know but they're more their friends than they are my friends mm. and no disrespect to any any of them and and the path and the, the life that they've lived right mm. but i am certainly in a very different i stand in a different light <laughs> that's a great way to put it yeah I get what you mean. So yeah. sometimes communicating, right, with with other people who 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 don't think well how I think. Like like let's just say before my sister started her spiritual journey, this year we were we were at the dinner table or whatever, or mm-hmm. around the family friends. And she said something, and then I said something back, you know, like how, and then she, and then she kind of got annoyed, and she was like, she was basically telling me like, why do you always talk like that? Why do you always have to talk about these things? Why do you always have to be like spiritual? Why do you always have to be, um, like a, about the mind? And I'm like, that's all I think about. <laughs> that's all yeah. I think about. Like, what else is there to think about? What? what like I'm discover the fucking universe, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of other things to think about for sure, but that's just where I'm, yeah, where I'm at, you know. And learning to communicate to other people that are not that don't necessarily study the same people that you do in a yeah. way that opens up their eyes, right? Not necessarily telling them what to think. Rather, using words that remove illusion. Mm. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and I, and I think about this idea, you know, a lot of conventional wisdom is like, love yourself. It's very true. You've got to love yourself, you know. But it just, it's, it's, it's that surface level of just like, yeah, but how do I do that, right? <laughs> It's like going deeper and going through a process and like, you know, getting rid of the trauma and like, you know, all that stuff is just like, okay, maybe I don't consider that, you know, but these simple, like, you know, be yourself, right? (laughs) Just, just trust God, you know, it's like, it's like very blanket statements, but it's like, it's true. It's true. They're cliches for Mm -hmm. a reason, Mm -hmm. right? But it's just people don't want to go deeper. It's just all right. Let's just go with this truth. You know, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to contemplate it over and over and over again to really understand what the fuck it actually means. Like, like I think what differentiates real philosophers from fake philosophers is the ability to find like a book's worth of knowledge in one sentence. Mm, Very true. Yeah. This fucking cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Like, yeah, that's, like what that's you said. Basically, like, like you it. said self love, right? Like, what are some ways that people typically think of like themselves as self love? Conventional, mm-hmm. like wise, three D, three three D levels of self wise of three D levels of self love. I mean, 
Oh man, I, th this one, which I don't like, is just like eating a bunch of junk food. Like that's self-love to certain people, you know? Self-love. <laughs> self-love, donuts, you know, like, yeah. You know, I was having a hard day, so I'm going to treat myself. Yeah, exactly. And they go and they buy something, right? Yeah, go and buy better. something. So, so realize that yeah. they're buying something as an act of self-love. What does that really mean? I'm buying this so I can feel better. Yeah. Damn. What are some other ways? Let's roast these niggas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just the, the, the whole concept of self-love, right? Like, by itself, if you're saying... Because all we are is love, you know what I mean? And that's a very, you know, again, it's a very spiritual statement, you know. Mm. But to say that it's self-love, it's like, it's sort of making it this other thing, this extra layer of like, oh, it has to be by myself. And a lot of people start to confuse it with like narcissism or, you know, something else. Whereas it's not really that, right? It's just about caring about yourself and actually appreciating who you are and a and accepting who you are, right? And a lot of people confuse it with like, you know, getting the materialistic thing or, you know, doing the, and all of that is great. Like it's an amplification of abundance. But if, you're, if your first initial thought is like, I'm using self-love to escape the present moment, it's not really self-love. That is very true. That is very true. I think part of self-love is is feeling your darker emotions as, as a way of fully acknowledging, fully accepting, yeah. right? Feel it till you can't. Oh, wait. Feel it till you can't feel it anymore. No, feel it until you can heal it. Yeah. <laughs> something, something like something that. Like yeah, that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there is a danger in that aspect of, of re-repeating re over and over again memories from yeah. the past right and they can totally keep you nice. in that loop in that lower level loop and like as we know we we're in a circle of life so we're always moving in circles you might as well move into a bigger circle you know yeah and that's kind of you know my issue with a lot of mental health you know because it, when you go to therapy they sort of get you to talk about the same issues again and again yeah. just repeating the same patterns yeah and you know, back in the day, mental health was deep, bro. They went into, you know, uh, sacred texts. And, you know, nowadays, it's just like, download this app, you know. Talk to Alexa version of this therapist and just like, you know, <laughs> get your problems but, solved. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know. I sort of feel like we should sort of clarify that back in the day, we're not talking about 50 years ago. We're talking about like, like. Like yeah. 300 years ago type of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 50 Not years like ago, they would have lobotomized your ass, man. They would have fucking yeah, chopped, yeah. chopped your brain like your open chair. to try to explore yeah. your mind. Like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> mm -hmm. Thanks to Freud and Jungian, we don't yeah. do that shit no more, man. Mm. Yeah. And another thing that I've noticed is like this idea of common sense. Mm. At the... At the most basic level, isn't common sense just like touch, logic, sight, logic, hearing, think, yeah. smell, taste? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't Seven it just senses? senses? Seven senses. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. 
It sounds like it though. I never thought about it like seven that. senses. I've heard of five senses, bro. I don't know which. Oh. You're talking about like proprioception or like you <laughs> like about balance. Balance is the sixth. Yeah, 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 yeah. No like proprioception. That. that that's what it's called, bro. Oh. Yeah, balance. And then there's like this other one. Uh, I mean, I guess we could call it the sixth sense, which is guys intuition. Intuition. Um, mm-hmm. Or like extrasensory perception, some people call it ESP. <clears throat> it's funny though how yeah. we tend to actually this, this is how people in, in 3D. We tend to only use the five senses mm. to to measure our reality. Right? Mm. It's like, oh, if if it's within my five senses, then it's then that's what reality is. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's also the main reason. It's like, I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen them. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> you see, like, you're, like you, you haven't seen it, so seeing is believing? Well, oh, sometimes oh, believing yeah. is seeing. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's oh, backwards. Yeah. Sometimes you believe something so much, you believe in aliens, you're going to see aliens, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, sometimes we make ourselves see things as well. It's not like only our sight that makes us, mm. you know, realize that this is reality for what it is, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many sound waves we can't see and all this other stuff, the quantum we can't really see, right? What's happening, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some idea of it, but yeah. Yeah, not gonna lie, at first I, I thought you were telling me that you didn't believe in ghosts. And I was like, oh. I was like, what? You don't believe in ghosts. That you, <laughs> that you were acting like somebody who doesn't believe in ghosts. Right, right. <laughs> as playing a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Was, yeah, you fooled <laughs> maybe me. Maybe I should have done a different, you different voice. Me. Maybe. Yeah. Fucking actor as. <laughs> that's a good. That's a compliment for my acting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. But yeah, man, uh, guys, the listeners out there, you know, we don't want basic people, you know, listening to this podcast. So you know, go where no other person has gone before and leave a mark behind you. You know, like. We want the rebels, the misfits, the outcasts, the dream weavers, the creative people to to really start. Then they're the ones that change the world, right? They're the ones that shift the paradigm. Those are the true leaders. Like if Steve Jobs just went along with, you know, everything else that other people were doing in terms of technology, he wouldn't have this kind of, you know, technology. We just wouldn't. But he was like, nope. Sorry, guys. I'm going to disagree to that. This is the way I'm doing it. I'm going to make this thing look sleek. Right? I'm going to do it my way. And some people, you know, post to that. They're like, what the? This, this guy's a dick. You know, like, what, what? Like, you know what I mean? And that's a specific kind of energy. I think that leaders have a, they're givers. They're very big givers, but they're, it's, a, it's this frequency of the disagreeable giver that we're attracted to, right? The director who has that vision in mind and knows it very specific. Of course, you've got to be adaptable in certain circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. But I know some of the greatest directors out there just very, like they're very in their own world, right? And they want the vision exactly the way that they see it. If it doesn't go like that, sorry, like you're cut or something, you know, it's it's my way or the highway, right? Mm -hmm. And there's something very, um, magnetizing about that energy too have you thought about this before like why a lot of leaders have this kind of this frequency or this energy of like i don't i don't care but at the same time i care a lot 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I resemble with that. I resonate with that. Yeah. Um, because I had people tell me, they'd be like, Ivan, I'll be honest with you. You don't give a fuck, you know? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. In my head, I, in, in my head, like, I know what they're trying to say. It's a compliment, you know? But in my head, I'm thinking, like, I give a lot of fucks, man. I give many. Yeah. But the truth is, if you've read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Wait, let me rephrase it. It's called The Subtle Art of Not. Right, that's what it looks like on the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, asterisk, asterisk. Yeah, yeah. Um, you re- you'll find out that you have a limited amount of fucks to give. Right. Yeah. You got to choose the the fucks to care about. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like it's also like this idea that he had of measuring progress. I like that. Like when he's talking about metrics and how we got to measure our progress you know we can't just sort of be like all right mm-hmm. let's open it up to chance you know whatever happens happen. when we start to have some kind of men- mental measurement or some kind mm-hmm. of you know metric then we start noticing it more mm-hmm. right we actually pay attention to it more so yeah i really like that from that book too i um, learned that as well from from marshall silver one of his courses mm-hmm. i don't know do you know marshall yeah. silver Sounds familiar, the name. I don't He's like a bald so. guy. He's pretty bald, you know. Huh. He lives in Vegas. He's <laughs> like a bald guy in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like half of the population. But like, anyway. Yeah. Um, half of the population's in Vegas. But like, no, okay, okay. Okay, so. <laughs> he basically pointed out how in video games, you want to, you, you go to an arcade, right? There's a race, there's a race right? That tells you who, or a shooting game tells you who has the best score, mm. right? You look at it, you're like, I want to beat that score, right? Mm. So that's what we must do. We must also take note of what our wins are, right? What well, what was your your maximum accomplishment till that day, right? And then, and then you are able to say, this is where I'm at. This is my max, right? This is why, why, uh, why uh, fitness people, they also do like a one rep max. What is the maximum they could do, right? Yeah. Um, because they want to measure their strength and then they want to beat that, right? If you're not measuring it, you don't know what to beat. You're just kind of like- Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always tell myself that. It's like, I've got to level up. You know, I've got to be able to, you know, beat my last score in a sense. I think Mm. it's a competitive mindset, but it's a powerful mindset that gives you a lot of drive and focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think there there is a paradox to this. Totally. Right. And it comes into the aspect of, of, um, for me, I would, I would in a way call it a bit effortless effort. You're very familiar with this. Yeah. And I would say that you don't have to keep track of, of anything, you know, you don't, you really don't like in a way, keeping track of, of anything is like having your focus on the past. Right. Mm. So yeah. instead focusing in the moment and what's the best that you can give in the moment. 
Right. And that's why it's a paradox because as you're focusing in the moment, you're going to beat your high score. You know what I mean? You're going to, so that's the actual paradox, man. You, you, you nailed it. Yeah. For sure. Wild. <laughs> Doing some ad libs. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the basic people who are sort of like, you know, game changer, music lover, truth teller, but they're not in either of those things. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just putting it as a, as a status. Mm. And that's I don't Ooh. I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why people do this. I think it's just like a feeling of um acceptance. Right? Because I see this woman, she's like truth teller, you know, game uh game changer, and she's she's posting all this basic stuff, like quotes from like Abraham Hicks. They're just so common. And like, you know, just like you know, BLM stuff. And just yeah, like, man. you know, generic oh. oh, Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, like, what, what is going on? <laughs> this is pretty basic. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what do you, what do you bring to the table? That's a game changer. How are you a game changer? You know? Mm -hmm. You could also, we, honestly, we could apply this to interviews. I accidentally made my screen small, so I'm going to make it big. Um, mm -hmm. you, you could apply this to an interview, right? And I learned this yesterday yeah. from watching a Dan Lok video. Because I've been studying Downlock on sales because he's, he's really good at that stuff. And he's he a said, ninja, yeah. <laughs> he, talked, he talked about, like, you go to a job interview. What is the first thing they ask you? So tell me a little about yourself, right? He, he, he yeah. said, don't be like, don't tell him your whole fucking life story. Like, it's so funny because I was watching a movie and it resembled exactly this. The movie starts, right? Uh, it's with Audrey Plaza. And she's like, so... Uh, when I was little, my mom died, and me and my dad we had to <laughs> yeah. we had to like live on live on our own. And you know, I always felt like you know I wasn't really included in school, and you know I felt like kind of like an outcast. But in, in oh, college, bro. in college I had a little bit more. <laughs> so if, imagine you start going on like this in an interview. Yeah. You're trying to get a fucking job, and this so basically that's what it was, bro. Like, I'm. I'm so laughing because this actually happened to me, bro. You did this? Okay. No, no. A girl ah. came up to me and she started. To, oh, one second. My, my phone is like. Okay. I'll talk to the folks here. So basically yeah. in the movie, like you, you, she gets to the part where, she, where she's at now. Like she talks about her college life. And then yeah. the, the interview is like, I was asking you about like your career. Right. So she literally gave her her whole fucking life story, right? Like my fucking mom died and I was a fucking outcast type fucking beat in the, in the yeah. interview. But in a way, he asked, like, tell me a little about yourself. But he didn't say, like, it's like you have to learn to read between the lines, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the reason I was laughing is because this this girl, man, this was ha this was like in uh, college days. So we're at a party, you know, outdoors. It was fun, you know, musicians playing in a band, stuff like that, grooving, you know. She comes down and sits next to me, and Ooh. she's sort of like I I put my arm around her, you know, and stuff, e. just like you know, making the moves and stuff. And then she goes, she's like, you know, I just want to tell you a little bit about me, you know, Damn. this happened, this I had this trauma happened to me. And this, you know, my mom passed away and I had, uh, you know, 
I recently moved out of this farm place that I was in. And she went on like her whole entire life story, bro. She's just going on like an autobiography. And I was like, all right, all right. I, I need to sort of slow down and stop you right here because I, I can't really digest this. We're at a party, like, you know, there's music playing. And I'm trying to focus on your story and I wish I could give it more time, but I just can't, you know, it's just so distracting because someone is mm. pouring their soul out and it's like all this stuff is happening around you. And it's just, it, it wasn't appropriate, man. And, and then later on, I see her like with one of my friends, you know, and just like being you know, sly with them and whatever, like flirting with them. And I was just like, bro, like, <laughs> I'm like giving them the side, like don't don't go Bruh, there. You know yeah, I mean? if you're trying to catch some fucking demons that are gonna demons, you, yeah. they're gonna follow you in the astral realm after fucking this girl, like definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a no, no. That's a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's suck you by energy. Yeah, that shit happens sometimes, man. That shit happens. You gotta be careful who you fucking like, TBH, man. You can't be raw dogging yeah. everybody. You know you're switching DNA with people when you fucking them. What? For real, for real. If you don't use a condom, that is. But you trade Damn. DNA and like they get a little bit of yours, you get a little bit of theirs. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. It's like a genetic it, mix, yeah. Whoa. And it, it just kind of, it makes sense a lot when you study genetics, um, the way that yeah. me and Sumed have studied it. Uh, through our mentor, Arash Sapar, motherfucking D Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually on Lion's Den right now, man. This, the lessons are just waking up. The, what he says is awakening the beast, right? Mm -hmm. Something is being awakened. I don't know what it is. There's just mm -hmm. this different energy about me that I feel each day. Mm -hmm. And you see it on his Instagram videos, right? He's like, just, he's like, right? he, like he awakens something within himself. Mm -hmm. It's it comes out and it's very pure and it's it's truthful, and it's mm -hmm. it's a strong energy, you know. Mm -hmm. For really sure. After that. after I did his three day event, I started waking up at five a.m. Well, I didn't the the first day after I didn't, but then somehow like a fucking the universe brought a fucking episode of Robin Sharma five a.m. Club podcast, and and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it, and he kind of gave a little bit of the science behind it. You know, mm. and then I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to do it now. So I did it and I like it. Yeah. Not today. I did not do yeah, that today. <laughs> the, the moon. It's, it's the moon. It's quite difficult, man. And, and it's, it's, it's like that dedication of that, like the whole stoic philosophy and like, you know, what he's going for. Like, it's, it's, it's a dedication. It's a grind. It's like living like a monk. He tells people to, you know, sleep on the floor, you I know, take cold showers, mm -hmm. I do that. you know, check. And yeah, I've been, I've been incorporating that. I mean, bet my bed is kind of on the floor anyway, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> and the cold showers, that's tough as well, man. I noticed that, but, but now, nowadays I'm just more like, in the past, it would have been like such a pussy about it, you know. It would have been like, uh, like put one finger in, you know, or like put it toe in. Now I'm just uh, like, ah, I'm, I'm in it, you know, just go yeah, into yeah. it. And and it, there's a big difference there. Yeah. yeah, that's lit. Yeah, man, that's enjoyable. Do you want to be right that you can't, or do you want to be right that you? Can't? 
can. What are some things that you used to do that were a 3D-like, right, that later when you realize that, like, what, what were some things that you used to do, right, you know, before you transitioned into, into higher levels of, of cognition? Yeah. Bro, first thing I would say is fast food. Like oh, yeah. I just used to, yeah, like I was very, but like, I remember in high school, I used to be like, my friend group was huge into like playing Counter-Strike and these games like that. So I would just like, you know, play shoot 'em up games, like multiplayer games. We called them LAN parties. I don't even know what LAN stand for, stands for, but whatever. It's like probably something to do with the internet, right? But yeah, these internet parties where we just like fight each other on computers and we just order a bunch of food. The good thing is they would come over to my house. So it was still like a, you know, tribal leader kind of thing, but it was just like very low level, like, you know, consciousness It's very just like, you know, shooting people, you know, through a video game. And I feel like a lot of people are stuck there, you know, playing Halo, playing Call of Duty, whatever it is. It's just, it inspires you because you're like, man, I have this masculine, you know, primal side of me that wants to go out into the world and, you know, be of service, but the service of the military that, you know, gives you that discipline, you're, you're bypassing all of that and you're doing it in terms of um, a video game, right? Shoot em up where it's just replacing all of that energy with a fake energy. And mm. it's, it's the mm. same thing about pornography, right? It's like, mm. we could be ha having sex and putting in that effort to like better ourselves and our sex lives. But it's like, we go with that because it's the easy route. It's the easy option. So I feel that, yeah, that was kind of my mentality back in the day. I wasn't really, you know, I was clueless about girls as well. I feel like, <laughs> um, yeah back in the day before yeah. my spiritual uh journey mm -hmm. yeah dude you know it's good it's cool you bring up video games because you know stefan arnio's book hard times create strong men he spoke yeah. about how it takes ten thousand hours to master something right yeah. that's i've certainly mastered fitness i've, I've put hundreds of hours since I was a kid, right? Well, let's take something like video games. It takes 400 hours to master it, typically, right? It could be a little bit more, it could be 500, but not even a thousand. It doesn't take a thousand hours to master a video game, mm. right? So the problem with this is that you're, you're getting all the rewards of life, the accomplishments yeah. without actually accomplishing something in the real world. Right. Yeah. So it gets you stuck in, in this illusion and many people, they really enjoy it. They really enjoy video games, right? Video games not are the real thing. big escape. Mm -hmm. It is, man. That's why people play Sims and like all these simulations. It's named Sims itself. It's a simulation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from, Sims. So like you're living this fake life online or second life or whatever these games, right? These MMORPGs or whatever, RuneScape, whatever you're playing, right? It's just you're, you're creating this fake life, this version of you that you want your life to actually be like. 
And that's the sad part. Like I used to play this game called a Habo Hotel, right? Um, and I used to get into like text rap battles with other little members. They're like these little cartoon characters, you know, we have our each our own hotel room. It's kind of wacky, you know, it was a kid's game. Yeah, kind of like Club Penguin. Um, and it was fun, you know, I, I learned a lot. I made a lot of friends there and stuff like that. And we, I went on to text battling from there. So it's a part of my journey, like all this stuff, you know, playing, you know, uh, Counter-Strike got me more into the flow state as well. You know, video games are uh, a flow state activity. So mm-hmm. eventually it kind of, you know, unconsciously led me to the work that I'm doing now. So, you know, I don't want to push those away and say that, you know, they were bad per se, but uh-huh. they were just a different level of consciousness. You know, they were, they were just a, a kid exploring the world, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. And I think you could, there's like, there's been proof that your, your ability to, to like quick thinking skills and like eye coordination, uh, like, like hand eye coordination. Cause you got to really fucking move your hands like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that nowadays, nowadays you see these gamers on Twitch making bank. Like you can't even like me as a parent, if I were to tell my son, like, don't be a gamer. I can't tell him that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, it's, it's an official job. Now you can be a gamer and like make money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's like, now it's not becoming this thing like i stopped playing video games and go outside and play like that Mm -hmm. whole thing it's like no i'm I'm making bank you know i'm making money Mm -hmm. um you know so if gaming is your thing go for it but also like you know just move around you know think of it like if you were an animal in the jungle you know you know, a gorilla isn't going to be hunched over with a little, you know, little joystick like this. You know, it's, it's going to be beating its chest. It's going to be, you know, uh, being the leader of the pack. Eating it's going to be eating leaves, you said? Yeah. Eating. <laughs> okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I haven't thought about a gorilla eating leaves. Uh, they do. That's what they mainly eat, man. Well, they're herbivores. They're herbivores, bro. Man, all right. <laughs> Vegans one soon zero. Okay, you got me, <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you were talking a little bit about that book, Plant Paradox. Um, oh yeah, and I've been reading a little bit about like how the bacteria in our stomach is so healthy, and certain bacteria can actually change your behavior. Have you heard of this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it controls seventy-eight uh, percent of the serotonin production. Your that's gut. wild, man. That's big. That's really big. That's so much. And yeah. I mean, your serotonin. I think you can probably explain serotonin a bit better than me. Yeah, you know, serotonin is a is a neurotransmitter. It's like uh, you know, dopamine or oxytocin, any of these uh, ones, but. Yeah, serotonin, um, as far as I know, it's, it's released from the sun. Um, it's, it's what you basically produce when you wake up. It's the happy chemical. Um, Marsha, I think you produce cortisol when you wake up. Oh, yeah. When you, when you immediately wake up, yeah, you do produce cortisol to wake yourself up. But then when you see the sunlight, when you're awake, you start producing serotonin, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a lot of serotonin, actually, it can be detrimental on your sleep as well, right? 
because you're too much happy. <laughs> not too much. Yeah, happiness. you know those like, nights when you, when you sleep over with your cousins and you guys are fucking yeah, yeah. up the whole night. That's that serotonin, right? Now, I, yeah, I want to yeah. different people might say, what's the difference between serotonin and dopamine? Dopamine is mm-hmm. something you get from a donut. Serotonin is something you get from exercise, right? So I would equate serotonin with long-term happiness and dopamine with yeah. short-term happiness. Short-term, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's made in your gut. It depends on what you eat, right? Technically, what you eat is going to affect your thoughts, right? And I mean, yeah. that sounds a bit obvious, right? But it, it's not as obvious as your fucking, your gut quite literally implanting thoughts into your mind, right? And it's quite literally like that. Yeah. That's why we have the, the term like, you know, gut instinct or, you know, gut brain and things like exactly. that. Gut you're intelligence. Your gut instinct, dude. That's yeah. spot on. Like, you know, you got, you yeah. have a feeling. It's telling you something. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also been able to, you know, I, I made a video recently on mental blocks and thinking styles, like thinking patterns that are unhealthful. And one that I came across was very interesting, which is you might be feeling anxious, but it does not necessarily mean that you're being anxious, right? So what we equate in our minds sometimes is like, just because I'm feeling sad, it means that I'm being sad, right? And it's not always the case. So that's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting, we, we sometimes very... associate like our emotional, uh, it's called emotional reasoning, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but I, I really like that because we we often associate our feelings as like, yep, this is a hundred percent. This is who I am. Uh-huh. Yep. I am my feelings. Yeah. And that's where the whole emo culture started, you know, straight up. The emo culture. <laughs> yeah, it seems like so. Like the e-boys, you know, yeah. That is true. A lot of times we we do project our emotions through the way that we dress. Like for me, uh, socks used to be a big way of expressing my emotions. So <laughs> I remember one time we were in school, man. Like colorful socks, or and just and, and, and so sometimes if I, I'd wear black socks if I wasn't in a good mood, I'd wear fucking colorful socks if I was being bright, you mm. know, like literally like that, you know. Yeah, it was like using emojis, but instead you used your but socks to sock. sort of tell people. Right. Oh, it's, it's really cool though. Now that I think about it, because it's like, I'm living life off of my code, right? There's a code that I'm living. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I use it as well with my emojis. Right. So if I like, if someone's a friend, I'm not going to use a red heart with them. I'm not going to send them red hearts. Right. I might send a blue heart or a green heart. Right. Maybe mm. a yellow heart. Interesting. Right. But if yeah. it's somebody that I, that I like, that I like real, like I real, it's like if it's like a, a romantic partner, I'll send a red heart, right? That's just an example of yeah. my code, right? Hmm. I think that's something that's that Arash talks about this. Maybe he, he's mentioned some of this in some of the lectures you've listened to um, hmm. about following a code, right? What's the samurai code? Yeah. We dress like this, right? We eat like this, we exercise like this, right? What's the church code? Yeah. Right. The church code is we you, we go in at this time. Um, we we praise in this specific way. We burn incense this specific way. 
you know, what's the, what's the police code? We dress like this. We deal with the things like this. What's the yeah. teacher code, right? What's the, there's codes for everything that you're trying to do. So, so remember, right? So this video is how to go from like orig basic original 3D into 5D, right? So yeah. what is the code of the person that you want to become or you want to embody the person that who, who you like, I would love to be that person. What's their code, right? And then mm. tap into it. Just do it. Literally, just yeah, do the things that they do. Because the fastest way to change your mind is by changing your behavior, changing your movements, changing your habits. All right, yeah. baby. For real, yeah. And also, samurai like means to serve. He, he was saying this um, in the in the lecture that there's a story of Bodhidharma, and there's a guy called Haike, right? That uh basically he wanted to be his disciple so he came over and he was like trying to get his attention of, of bodhidharma and he's like nah i don't want to you know teach you and so he cut off his hand mm. right to be able to uh, show his commitment his dedication to his master and he was like yes now i accept you or whatever and so the imc uh symbol is this is is one-handed instead of two right mm. um which i think is really powerful uh you know, to show your commitment, right? Basically, that's all it's showing. It's like you're committed to this thing, you know. Um, There's no turning cool. back, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's what commitment means. There ain't no turning back. Yeah. And also, I love the animal imagery. Like, it's called Lion's Den, right? But he, he just uses, you know, we all that's... meet around the watering hole, you know, and like, yeah, he uses all these examples. Like a lion's never thinking, you know, am I, am I going to be a lion today? I wonder if, you know, that zebra is thinking about me differently than, that. you know, it's just doing its thing. It's just there to show up, you know? Um, so, yeah. And, and the thing is, he's also, he doesn't only limit it to beings. Like, you know, he, he also mentions like dragons or like mythical characters, if you want to embody mm -hmm. that too. Um, you know, there's this one guy in the group, they call him the, the tree dragon. Right. And he's like a yogi and he has like this big beard and it's this is a suitable image for him, you know, so the tree yeah. dragon. Yeah, he looks like he, he looks like leaves like, I don't know if you Google tree dragon, you could probably find <laughs> mm. some images of that. But yeah, it looks like leaves and like tree bark in the dragon itself. It's quite cool. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's like I am Groot, you know, you remember from like uh, the, mm -hmm. what was it? What is that movie? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 You know what? I think that's really cool because what you think about, you embody. It doesn't matter if it's real. It doesn't matter if it's not real. I'll, I'll prove it to you, right? People who have anxiety, they have anxiety about dumb shit that's not even fucking real. They're making shit up inside their own fucking mind. But you know what? They're acting like it's real, right? Because they're thinking about it. So whatever you think about, you become. Whatever you think about, you act like. So think about something amazing. Anytime you're thinking something, something you're not feeling good. Anytime you're not feeling good, realize that you're thinking something stupid. All right? So just switch it up. All right? Yeah. That's all I got to say. I think we can end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying about anxiety. Like, anxiety is just energy bouncing around in your head. You know, so if you take action of that energy in your head and you put it through something. So if you want a prescription for anxiety, I'm not going to give you Xanax. I'm going to give you action. Take massive aligned action and anxiety no more. All right. Mm. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Have an amazing day.
my light is flickering, showing us that, you know, it's time that the lights go down and, you know, we all get into our caves as different animals and, you know, <laughs> yeah, we do our thing. Uh, everybody go out there and be the best version of you.